All right. Welcome aboard another thrilling episode of The Panic Attack with Big John. Um, Lighting up the stogie here. While I'm doing this, let's listen to Trump slam this NBC reporter. What do you say the Americans were scared, though? I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who were sick. Millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers, and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism, and uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. I don't call it, you can, I don't call it Comcast, I call it Comcast. Let me just ask for whom you work. Let me just say something. That's really bad reporting. And you want to get back to reporting instead of sensationalism. Let's see if it works. It might and it might not. I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. Let's see what happens, John. Can I get back to the science and the logistics? You're be ashamed of yourself. The units that were ordered, are they for clinical trials? So there you have it. I obviously want to... Uh... Welcome your comments. Uh, you can reach me at the real underscore Big John on Twitter at the real underscore Big John Twitter. That's the Twitter handle. There's a Facebook page, Panic Attack with Big John. And share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. If you'd like. So there you had Donald Trump. uh, To preface the question. Prior to the reporter asking this question. Trump was uh, describing the uh, malaria drug chloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. And that it may be able to treat and kill the coronavirus. So, since we don't have a vaccine, we have to look for treatments. And there is some proof that this hydroxychloroquine kills off the virus. Uh, Sometimes if you uh, combine it with a a thing called a Z-Pack, it clears it up even faster. But... This reporter goes right into gloomy, doomy stuff. You know, 200 people have died. 14,000 have been infected. Uh, In a country with over 300 million people, like the United States, you know, I don't... You hate to say, you know, hey, it's not that bad, only 200 people. Yeah, those 200 people had friends, families, and loved ones. Um, that's like one day's body count in uh, Italy right now. In fact, more people died in Italy yesterday than have died in months in the United States. You know, when this started, the press called it the Wuhan virus, the Wuhan coronavirus, the Chinese coronavirus, 
Trump shut down travel from China and was called racist. Okay. But the the media has to keep you scared so you keep tuning into them for updates. I've been getting my updates straight from the presidential press conferences. There's one coming up shortly and I have a YouTube reminder set so I can watch that press conference and get the updates straight from the horse's mouth, not the uh, media. The media tells you what they say that Trump said. Going back to the Trump wants to grab women by the coochie comment, okay? The comment was that he made was Billy Bush said to him, oh, when you're a celebrity, women will let you get away with anything, won't they? And Trump said, oh, yeah, they'll even let you grab them by the hoo-ha. And then the media told you Donald Trump says he wants to grab women's coochie. Now the media is saying, oh, Donald Trump didn't act fast enough when month and a half ago when he shut off travel from China, they called him a racist and said this was just another part of his anti-immigrant stance. And this is another way that he wants to shut down borders and in his racist tone. And, you know, it's... You know, they say he's been behind the curve. Well, if you watch the the press conferences, no, the Trump administration's been ahead of the curve. They've been taking the best statistics from other countries, what they could, what information they can get from the Chinese communists, and they've been using it to help America fight this disease faster. So the reporter was inappropriate in asking this question you know but a a different president would have handled it differently and just put a spin on it and he this and trump should have handled it this way trump i don't think handled the question correctly i think that he should have said you know the american people need to remain calm we're working on right now getting a treatment, which you or I call medicine. It's a, but in the medical field, they call it a treatment. They're working on getting a treatment out there to people in this hydroxychloroquine and Z-Pak. And Z-Pak is an antibiotic, by the way. It, but, you know, that Trump said, you know, we're going to get a, a cure out there or a treatment out there as fast as we can. They don't have anything to worry about if they just follow the guidelines that we've set forth and keep social distancing uh, and things like that. You know, he should have said something calming to the American people, not, you know, you're a terrible reporter and all these things that he always says to reporters. Um, So I think, you know, the media, yes, it is out to get Donald Trump on this. They see this as an opportunity to 
say that he killed 200 Americans and made 14,000 Americans sick in order to sway your election vote this fall. But Trump as well could be handling uh, things a little better. I mean, he's a businessman and he's a straight shooter, but maybe this is time for a softer tone as well. So kudos no, there's no kudos here. It's my bad. I'm so used to being nice to people. Uh, I think, you know, the, the press could handle things differently. Uh, and I think Donald Trump can handle himself differently in this situation. Uh, both need to be more soothing. Uh, every doctor from day one has said that the media's hype over this virus will be worse than the virus itself and thus far that is holding true uh, the media has people scared as soon i mean before they put any restaurant bans in place people were staying home out of fear brought stirred up by the media and for good reason you know this we don't want this to spread but we certainly did not need the governor of Ohio to close restaurants and bars abruptly one Sunday afternoon. And I think that you know, we've got people that are hurting like bartenders, waitresses who were not rich by any stretch to begin with uh, and are used to having money in their pocket every day and now they're waiting for a check to come in the mail that is equivalent of one day's worth of tips all thank you to the media blowing this out of proportion and that's what Donald Trump was working on in that regard, saying that the media is blowing this out of proportion and they're focusing on the negative instead of the positive things that he and the rest of our government from state to federal have done to help people. With that, uh, I'm going to end this segment and we're going to talk about uh, how doctors and nurses feel about this momentarily. All right, welcome back. We are kicking at the hardest, so give me my shoes back. Uh, talking about, you know, how different people are reacting to the corona. The corona beer outbreak? No, the coronavirus outbreak. Break out the corona beers and relax, people. Um, a nurse friend of mine... And a friend of mine who's a doctor's assistant have uh, very, very beautiful, very smart women. But they have been uh, complaining about the potential shortage of things like gloves and masks. And the Huffington Post found a doctor that uh, they can... <laughs> used to write an article or put their name to an article anyways 
uh, bashing how Trump has handled this case. Um, now, there was no backup supply of things, say, respirators. There was no, well, there was a national stockpile, uh, and it's not enough of, say, like, uh, hospital masks that the government hid uh, in case of a pandemic. Um, and there was, you know, a government stockpile of, you know, emergency hospital equipment in case of, uh, probably going back to uh, mutual assured destruction days. And, uh, you know, when we were getting ready for the United States and Russia to drop the big bomb, that was the last time that uh, plans were put in place for a national crisis of this measure, of this size and scope. So, doctors and nurses are saying they're going to run short of masks and they're going to run short of gloves and so on and so forth. What the problem is, they have not run out yet. And the president and his administration are working to get medical equipment to doctors and hospitals. It needs to go through the state and local officials, local supply chains first, because when you start everything at the federal level, it's been proven time and time again, it will take longer to get down to the local level. Right now, in regard to these respirators, it, they're refurbishing old ones. They are refurbishing uh, respirators that are made for other uses like dentist offices and things. And they can be converted into life support type respirators. They're breaking out the mobile army surgical hospitals, bringing those out of mothballs and putting them to use. Uh, they're looking at buildings near hospitals that can quickly be converted into uh, special hospitals for people with the COVID-19 virus. So the federal government under Trump, which started with no plan of attack, nothing, no president, no CDC, no uh, health administrator had ever put together a plan <coughs> for a massive pandemic even though we had been warned and we had had warnings under the um, Bush and the great medical, the make the great, the great medical wizard Obama administration, who was going to give everyone the greatest health care in the world for free, blah blah woof woof. They never drew up a plan for a pandemic like this, even though scientists had warned that something like this could come along. So the Trump administration is coming up with creative solutions working with 
physicians, government officials, doctors, I already said physicians, uh, hospitals, uh, private industry, the pharmaceutical industry, all in order to fight this battle, fight this virus before it kills too many Americans. And some of the things you see on television, like, you know, uh, millions of Americans, 8, eight 10, 12 million Americans sick, and 4 million Americans dead. That is the worst case if government did absolutely nothing. Then if government takes a medium response, they say, well, 2 million Americans will die. You know, and we haven't reached the peak of this epidemic in America yet. So we don't know what's going to happen. The whole idea is to keep people calm, to keep people safe, and keep people distance from one another. And the Trump administration is getting these surgical masks out by ordering from private industry more masks They've, they've learned that they can use construction worker masks to, uh, for the same use as surgical masks, okay? And so they're getting construction companies to donate to hospitals. They're ramping up the, um, production of masks and they have 30 million masks out there to give out to hospitals and nurses and doctors so this panic is all induced by the media and yeah some hospitals may be running short already as my uh, doctor assistant friend told me she's very rich and very important and very intelligent in the Pittsburgh medical community so uh, she would know but the thing is have they reordered and the shipment is on the way that's what they're not telling us what the doctors and people with the Huffington Post my friends um, you know one is all worked up that the CDC has recommended that nurses if they run out of masks to use a bandana. Well, they wouldn't recommend that unless it were somehow effective. Secondly, that's a worst case, last ditch effort scenario that you're gonna have to use a bandana. That's not the first case scenario. So a lot of misinformation out there, even with the doctors and nurses, I do respect their opinions and how they are, you know, out there fighting this battle. They're, they are our military in this case, and uh, they're going to save American lives. Unfortunately, many, uh, well, I don't know what word, word many means, but some cases of this that are in the 14,000 that the reporter talked about, are doctors and nurses and uh, other first responders, police officers, 
uh, who come, you know, sometimes respond to medical emergencies. It also, you know, you're, you, there are paramedics in that number. So, you know, the people that we are relying on are getting sick. Um, also, uh, the Pittsburgh hospitals uh, are signing up people that are willing to be volunteers to help out in the emergency situation. Uh, this is what my friend who's a doctor assistant said anyways in her Facebook tirade that, you know, they are getting people together that will volunteer time to help at the hospital. <clears throat> then, uh, in the case that they run out of nurses. So, nonetheless, this is gonna, this is gonna take Americans pulling together. And in the next segment, we're gonna talk about, uh, American ingenuity and how it's going to help this situation. So doctors and nurses have their concerns, fears, and complaints that they're going to run out of masks and gloves and so on and so forth. So the Trump administration is working with all levels of industry to get those needed supplies to the doctors, nurses, and hospitals. Unfortunately, guess where the the masks and the gloves are made at? That's right, China. Thanks, thanks Obama. Thanks, Bill Clinton. All those trade agreements you said Trump can't renegotiate, you know, and you never tried to renegotiate. Yeah, all, all our important medical equipment and medication is made in China. All right, moving on. So this corona outbreak has once again brought out American ingenuity at its best. This is why we're going to be winners in this fight. The government is working with corporations such as pharmaceuticals, construction, hospitals, as well as the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, the best we've seen since World War II. And, you know, let's say, for example, what happened in World War II, uh, steel mills, car manufacturing factories uh, were retooled and converted to make tanks, airplanes, jeeps, things that the military needed, you know, uh, factories were converted to make bullets, uh, guns, everything. And that's what's happening again in this situation. Trump has had corporations reach out to him and say, hey, we can retool very quickly to make new respirators if they're needed. We can retool to do this and that. Drug companies have worked with him to come up with uh, ways to make medications more available. You know, uh, right after he announced, you know, the recommendations of, you know, people to stay at home and blah, 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 he 
just accidentally was having a meeting that Monday with the pharmaceutical companies to talk about lowering drug prices, which was a pre-planned meeting before the crisis broke out. And then what happened at that meeting was he said, you know, work on a treatment, which means work on a medication, work on a vaccine and work on it quickly. And we're gonna cut out FDA red tape to get this achieved quickly. Uh, you know, they're asking construction companies if you have extra uh, M95 masks that you're not using, donate them to a local medical facility. You know, uh, like I mentioned before, the Army Corps of Engineers is looking at old buildings near hospitals to refurbish and rebuild into hospitals just for COVID-19 patients where they can be separated from the uh, other patients. So corporations, the American people, and the government are coming together as we saw them do. Americans are a strong people. We identify as Americans, and it's that identity that has been criticized and called nationalism and racism. No, it's not racist to be proud to be an American and be proud to help your neighbor. This is what's going to get us through American ingenuity at its best to get us by this and how we're going to pull together, how pharmaceutical companies are going to help the president and, uh, you know, pharmacies and how they're going to come up with a, a treatment for doctors, a medication, a combination of medications. Construction companies are working with hospitals to share the masks that the hospitals need. The construction companies are going to work with the Army Corps of Engineers to convert old buildings into new hospitals. So this is American ingenuity. This is what America is known for. The most inventive, creative nation that pulls together under crisis from our Revolutionary War right up to today, through World War II, through the Great Depression. This is why we always came out stronger and better after a crisis. 9-11, you name it. Americans band together from the hippies to the rebels to the Yankees, everybody. We, we come together and we, we, we take care of one another. So it's American ingenuity that's gonna win this, this fight and keep Americans healthy and we're gonna come out of this stronger. Thank you very, very much. And uh, I'll wrap this segment up and we'll be right back. All right. Oh, 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 we're back. And so I was talking before. Um, I had heard on the Tucker Carlson shoe, the really, really big shoe with Tucker Carlson, that um, this medicine, it's an old malaria medicine called um, Hydro hydroxychlorine 
and it's known to treat malaria. It is safe. It won't, most likely won't kill you. Kill you. And it is supposedly also a very good treatment for the coronavirus. Uh, COVID-19, this new new wild and crazy strand we got. And in New York State, which is one of the hardest hit areas, areas with dense population, uh, that means a lot of people living in a tight area, are hit, being hit the hardest by this. Um, California is another one that's been terribly hit with this and so what they're doing according to the last briefing I saw from El Presidente in the state of New York New York is they're combining hydroxychloroquine with what's known as a Z-Pack which uh, is, uh, the Z stands for something I can't pronounce. <laughs> and, but it's an uh, antibiotic that's prescribed widely by doctors as it is. And so now they're working to get the FDA approval very quickly so that doctors can prescribe hydroxychloroquine and a Z-Pack for this corona and it's been known they're knocking the coronavirus out with this uh, i do not know if this takes day usually a z-pack is like a three-day or four-day medication uh i don't know if this kills the uh coronavirus in that a short amount of time or not and it probably depends on how severe the virus is in your system but that's Good, good news. Good news. Um, about this virus, they're close, close to having a miraculous uh, treatment breakthrough, treatment for the virus. So, uh, the treatment would be the combination of the Z pack and the hydroxychloroquine. So. Let's hope that that works and pray. Pray and hope. Hope and pray. Take your hope and keep your change. So, but hope and pray for that. So, let's see what's going on. I think there could be an upside to this crisis. Now, you know, as the media focuses on their gloomy doomy uh, ratings. Uh, getting reporting uh, I had to uh, well, I was just happened to be listening to Christian radio uh, K love is the name of the uh, I guess you would call it broadcast system is there are multiple K love radio stations but they all play the same music and the same DJs but nonetheless you know 
Americans are coming together to fight this uh, and to help one another. And say, you know, for example, there are many stories out there of young people making grocery runs for their senior citizen neighbors and leaving the groceries on the porch where the people don't have to be in contact with uh, the teenager. They just, you know, because teenagers, younger people have a better immune system. And so, you know, but they can still carry the virus, but their body just fights it better than the older people. So they drop the groceries at the front door and take off. Uh, People have been sitting out, you know, in their driveways, on their lawn chairs, cooking out and talking to their next door neighbor or their across the street neighbor, you know, kind of yelling back and forth and, you know, people, we call it neighboring. People are starting to neighbor again and they're talking, you know, families are spending time while there's this shutdown of restaurants and schools and there's nowhere else to go. And, you know, people are, you know, making 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzles together, uh, playing board games, uh, just hanging out with their kids. And also some citizens uh, in one area uh, made an app that the uh, people that are shut in and can't get out to get groceries and got toilet paper don't, we haven't talked about toilet paper yet this episode. So we're going to, you know, they can use the app and someone else can run out and get their toilet paper and groceries for them. And, you know, it, it's a local app. It's like one town. But, you know, of course, you have the gig economy with, uh, you know, Uber, DoorDash, and, and some of these things, uh, Grubhub and those. But, a lo- localized, you know, people in uh, one town, I think it was in California, I don't know, they made an app for their town where, you know, someone would pay you to run out and get their groceries for them or run their errands for them. And, you know, family time is coming back together. Uh, people sitting outside talking to one another back and forth on their front porches and in their driveways and whatever it is coming back because of this. So there, there is some upside to this crisis where people are caring about one another. Americans are a very tight-knit group. We fight amongst ourselves, but when a foreign invader, whether it's a virus or the boogeyman or uh, anything, a terrorist, foreign army, tries to overtake us we come together and we take care of each other and we watch each other's back and that's what america is all about and that's what makes i'm getting goosebumps right now with national pride and other nations may well be doing this but i'm an american and i'm proud of my countrymen coming together to help one another through this crisis and reuniting as a nation uh during a time of crisis Thank you very much. All right. We're coming into the last segment of the show. Um, The president, a few weeks, week, about a week, six days ago, seven days ago now, uh, put out a request 
for Americans to stay home uh, for 15 days and social distance, they call it, because this virus comes through social spread. So we're about halfway through this 15 or 14, depending on where you live, day thing. Uh, last week about this time, uh, last Sunday, the governor of Ohio abruptly announced all restaurants and bars were to close at 9 p.m. Sunday night. And so the people went into panic mode. Waitresses, bartenders were upset and crying because they were going to go weeks without pay. Uh, but we're halfway through it. Um, coronavirus cases have increased during this period. So there, we're not, I'm not sure, I'm not convinced that closing things down was the best idea. But the experts who are a lot more intelligent than I am have said that the virus would have spread more and will spread more the more social interaction that we have. Now, I think um, at the end of these 14 or 15 days, there needs to be a period of change and our government needs to rethink its policy. Uh, perhaps the most vulnerable among us the 50 and older crowd, the uh, weakened immune system people, people with weakened immune systems need to self-quarantine. But I think the rest of us need to be allowed to go back to work. Um, I've been working, but my work has decreased um, because of this. Family members of mine that are waitresses have seen their work cease. And they're going to get $150 a week from unemployment because their unemployment check is based on their hourly wage of a whopping $4 an hour. So, usually a good waitress at a good restaurant... Um, um, speaking of a rural mom-and-pop restaurant, would leave work with like a hundred bucks in tips every day. Uh, on a slow day, you know, 30, 40, 50 dollars in tips. So these are people who are used to having money in their pockets daily and still struggling to make the rent and the car payment and not, you know, they're not driving fancy cars, believe me. Uh, you know, these are hardworking people that are being hurt badly. So we need to rethink things and let the people with the good immune systems out into the economy. And let us get out there and make our living. Uh, the Friday night before the governor of Ohio put this two-week moratorium on restaurants and um, bars 
Friday night was very slow at the restaurants and bars. So a lot of people were self-quarantining. I do not know where he and his friends got the idea that the bars were packed. Now, Saturday night, I heard, was a different story. But a lot of people self-quarantined uh, when they heard the gloom and doom from the press. Uh, and then the governor of Ohio put a full-on quarantine into place. So, but I think this needs to end at the end of the two weeks because we can't live like this for a month. And, it, you know, people that can handle getting sick and getting over it can uh, move on. In fact, I've heard a lot of people that have told me before this officially became a virus, uh, before this was... Uh, supposedly before this illness was in the United States, okay? They were experiencing severe flu symptoms, and they went to the doctor, got a flu test, tested negative for type A and type B flu back in January and December, and then this coronavirus, Wuhan virus, Trump virus, whatever, comes along and they're like, whoa, wait a minute. This flu-like thing that I experienced a month ago has the same symptoms as the coronavirus. So some people that are young with good immune systems went to the doctor got a normal uh, antibiotic or steroid and were treated that way and got over it. Um, so <clears throat> I think that's the pattern we need to take. The highly, the high risk crowd has to self-quarantine and the rest of us need to be able to go on about our lives. Uh, that's all I have to say today. Thank you. God bless you. Pray for one another and pray for our president and leaders that they get us back on the right track. God bless.